warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our programme. Episode 3 of the Real Britannia podcast, a very British podcast about very British films with the occasional, and I'll say it again, the occasional hint of professionalism. Hi, my name's Scott. With me, as always, Tony. Good evening. Professional Morning, podcast. wherever you are in the world. Yes, professional podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your third well. episode, even though it's a bit of a bit of a strange situation at the moment because we're recording episode 3. On a Thursday evening, episode two was recorded weeks ago, um, yes. and it still hasn't been put out. So you may get episode two and episode three, dear listener, in sort of rapid succession of one another. Um, we have all been utterly dashed off our feet. Yeah, I had holidays. So busy. Yeah, I had holidays in the podcasting world. <laughs> that cutthroat world, it is. Yeah. We've been getting some good feedback from, well, it's only episode one at the moment as we stand. You know, a lot of lot of people actually enjoying the whole idea of Real Britannia and, and what we're going to be trying to do. Um, you were just saying you've got friends at work and, and just sort of friends in general who listen to them, yeah? Yeah, um, they're commenting on it. They're talking about it. They haven't said anything bad about it. They're not said off shit. Well, so, um, what are they saying good. behind your back, though, mate? That's what you've got to watch out for. You know, they as say, long as it's behind my back, they, I don't care. They, I've got broad shoulders, you. as you know. Yeah, but, um, they, they, <laughs> but yeah, they, it, it seems to be good so far. Even all the people on Facebook seem quite positive about it. They're, yes, yes. They've either not listened to it and they're winging it like <laughs> I am, or they're just being <laughs> they polite. actually like it. <laughs> I think they're just being polite, mate. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been having a little think about sort of future shows, and I've, I've got a list as as long as my arm now of, of stuff that I want to talk to you about. I'm glad you said arm. Yeah, as, as long as a plank of wood is this list. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was something else. It's not a very long list. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, and, and I'm just sort of keen to get into the swing of this now that sort of holidays and stuff are over. So um, yes. I'm sort of torn between two for our next episode, but I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going to go with that. We haven't really got any format to this show, you know, we've got no sort of like gimmicks or or features or <laughs> games. Or you, anything. the listener, could make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if we ask the listener for suggestions to what to do, they'll tell us to stop broadcasting. <laughs> no, they won't. They love us. Or <laughs> <laughs> 12 of them. Right. Yes. <laughs> one of them you can is... email us, Facebook us, yes. or even send it in a raw mail. Where to? Uh, we'll think of that we're, one. We're set up a PO box because <laughs> that that sounds like the right thing to do. Do they still do those PO boxes? Oh my god! Yeah, that's where you get. I do apologise, listeners. I am drinking lemonade at the top. You be careful. Before we go into tonight's movie, which is your choice, which is the plank from 1967, I believe. 1967. Yes. Do you want to take a quick trip down Misery Lane like we did last time? 
Mm, been lost to death. Yeah, well, the only one that stood out for me, we, we, we spoke about Roger Moore, we spoke about Peter Salis on previous episodes. Um, this probably will be a regular feature, famous British deaths every time we record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the last week we, we said goodbye to Robert Hardy. I think he was actually, was he Sir Robert Hardy? I don't know, was he knighted? I can't, I can't remember. But I'm going to have a little bit of a mini rant here. It's only a mini one. Do you know what annoyed me the most when they were reporting his death? Um, Go on. Right, Robert Hardy. You're you're a young man, Tony. You're only 22 years of age. But when you heard the name Robert Hardy, what immediately springs to mind? Um, you caught me on the back foot. <laughs> yeah, you are only. That's 22. what springs to heart. Right, you are only 22 years of age. So you're making me younger than I am. How old are you? I'm 23. 23. Oh, God, he's getting But don't old. tell the listeners that. Shh, <laughs> listeners, don't tell anyone. Older by the minute. Um, okay, for people of a certain age, i.e. me, Robert Hardy was Siegfried oh. Farnan. Siegfried Farnan in All Creatures Great and Small. Late 70s, early 80s. The thing that's annoyed me is when his death was announced, headlines read, and this is from the BBC and tabloids and, and broadsheets and everything, Harry Potter actor Robert Hardy dies. Yeah, didn't he also play Winston Churchill? Probably about seven times in different productions, and he was a yeah. bloody fine interpretation of it. It really annoyed me that they had to say Harry Potter actor. All right, he may have appeared in one or two of them, but that's not what he was. That's not what we should be remembering for. They did it with um, Alan Rickman when he died last year. You know, Potter actor dies. Is it? No, 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 no. Please, stop it now. I, I suppose they do it nowadays, again, because... I didn't really know who he was until you said Harry Potter. Oh, right. Which, yes, again, it's, it's terrible of me. Yeah. But that's probably why they do it, is so they get more of a... I don't think sympathy votes to right answer the right thing to say but uh, they get more of an interest in him it's an association for the kids isn't it the kids will then yeah. realise who he is but there's so much more to him than that bloody awful set of movies you know so yeah just just a mini rant unfortunately that um, one of our finest actors 91 years of age or however old he was is going to be remembered for bloody Harry Potter and not you know, his portrayal of Winston Churchill or, or Siegfried Farner or all the other fine stuff that he did over the years. So, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. Indeed. My condolences. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I'm taking this personally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a completely unrelated subject... Yes, sir. ...and briefly touching on America... Yeah. ...the sad passing of Glen Campbell. Yes. Um... I know it's got nothing to do with movies and he's not <laughs> British... But I was quite sad when I heard that Glenn Campbell had finally given up his battle with Alzheimer's. Not totally unexpected, um, was it? Because obviously this was announced three, four years ago when he, you know, and and there's that fantastic documentary that, you know, that filmed him on his final tour, his goodbye tour, which is absolutely superb if you haven't seen it, Tony. Do you know, I think that's probably made it worse because it was so documented until his last days. Yeah. Because he wasn't afraid to talk about it. Yeah. I think that's what makes it worse because you get a lot of these celebs... Uh, they'll get an illness like that they disappear for a few years and the next week you hear of them they're gone dead they're gone that's yeah. it yeah that's what Bob Hoskins did Bob Hoskins yeah. he had, I, um... I think that's what hit home a bit more with Glenn Campbell like I said I know it's got absolutely nothing to do with this show but I just wanted to bring it up mate don't uh, worry I quite enjoy Glenn Campbell absolutely fine Wichita Lyman is probably one of the finest pop tunes ever written and performed I watched True Grit a couple of weeks ago with John Wayne and Glenn Campbell and he was a bloody good actor as well people forget that he actually 
was in the Beach Boys for a few years, you know, because he sort of replaced Brian Wilson yeah. when Brian Wilson hid in his bedroom for all that time, you know. Uh, Funny enough, I listened to an article today on radio when he was actually talking to Ken Bruce, I think it was, yeah. about when he was re- rehearsing to be in the Beach Boys. Yeah. And it, it, remarkable. I, you know, I, until that time, I didn't even realise. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, uh, and I'm quite a big fan of the Beach Boys. You know, <laughs> that's that's bad of me, really. You know, I yeah. should have known. No, he was just there. He was he was sort of one of the front men for, for a couple of years when Brian Wilson mm. totally lost the plot, you know. Um but yeah, quite right to bring it up, mate. You know, it's as, as Misery Lane is probably going to be quite a regular feature of this show. We might as well talk yeah. about him as well. Um, I, I know it's um, it sort of affected Charlie on the Stinking Paws podcast. He, he was a big fan, same as I am. So I'm sure me and Charlie will be having a conversation about this at some point over the next couple of days when we record again. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about the plank? I think we ought to. Yes, okay. we probably should. Okay. Considering that's what we're here for. <laughs> Right, said Fred, both of us together, one each end and steady as we go. Tried to shift it, couldn't even lift it, we was getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. And right, said Fred, give a shout for Charlie, up comes Charlie from the floor below. After straining, even and complaining, we was getting nowhere. And so we had a cup of tea, and Charlie had a think, and he thought we ought to take off all the handles and the things what held the candles. But it did no good, well, I never thought it would. All right, said Fred, have to take the feet off to get them feet off, wouldn't take a mo. Took its feet off, even took the seat off, should have got us somewhere, but no. So Fred said, let's have another cup of tea, and we said, right Oh, All right, said Fred, have to take the door off, need more space to shift the so-and-so. Had bad twinges, taking off the inches, and it got us nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea. And right, said Fred, have to take the wall down, that there wall is gonna have to go. Took the wall down, even with it all down, we was getting nowhere. And so we had a cup of tea, and Charlie had a think, and he said, Look, Fred, I've got a salt a feeling. If we remove the ceiling with a rope or two, we could drop the blood through. All right, said Fred, climbing up a ladder with his crowbar, gave a mighty blow. Was he in trouble, half a ton of rubble, landed on the top of his dome. So Charlie and me had another cup of tea and then we went home. I said to Charlie, we'll just have to leave it standing on the landing, that's all. You see, the trouble with Fred is he's, he's too hasty. Now you never get nowhere if you're too hasty. Okay, no trailer this week for The Plank, and you'll find out why, because The Plank was was, was a short movie, it wasn't a feature-length film, so there's no trailer that I could find. But tonight's movie is The Plank, from 1967, directed and written by Eric Sykes, starring Tommy Cooper, Eric Sykes, Jimmy Edwards. This cast list is incredible. Roy Castle, Jim Dale, Jimmy Tarbuck, Hattie Jakes, John Junkin... Oh, 
the list goes on. Um, and a very young Bill Oddie also. A very young, beardless Bill Oddie. Could you read yeah. out the synopsis or the plot for us, please, Tony? Of course I can. It is a classic short British comedy. Of course it is. Full of stars about two workmen delivering planks to a building site. This is done with music and a sort of wordless dialogue, which consists of a few mumbled sounds to convey the appropriate emotion, which is sort of like this podcast. <laughs> what, wordless <Doesn't> dialogue? <laughs> a few mumbled sounds to convey the appropriate emotion. It's more meaningless dialogue, Tony. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mirandering words, babbling on, like I'm doing now. First, first question. 23-year-old Tony sitting over there at the other end of this Skype line. How the hell did you know about the plank? Oh, again, because of the household I was brought up in. Right, okay. The the, the, the plank was a regular. Uh, we had it on VHS. Uh, we then upgraded to DVD. Yeah. Um, and now I think we're on, online watching it. So, yeah, it's, it's been in the family for a long, long time. It's quite... Funny, like it like says, there's no words to it. It's easy listening, easy watching. You haven't got to put a lot of thought into it, which is great for me. <laughs> yeah, don't no thinking involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For someone who's a bit dense, you know, <laughs> things like that's great, that sort of a movie. I'm going to let you into a secret. Go for it. Well, it's not much of a secret because I'm going to tell, you know, everybody that's listening. I'd never, <laughs> I'd never seen it. I, no? I thought I had. It's such... To, to any American listeners out there, it's a bit of a staple of, of the British comedy, you know, genre. Um, it was it was shown on TV quite regularly. But do you know what I got it mixed up with? They remade it in the late 70s. With Charlie Drake. Charlie wasn't it as Drake, well, wasn't he? And yeah. I think, what's his, Captain Memory, what's his face? Arthur Lowe was in it, I believe. Arthur Lowe, yeah. But you still had Jimmy Edwards and you still had Eric Sykes. You know, some of the same people were in it. But it was shorter. The remake was shorter. And I remember it being a big deal when it was first screened in the in the late 70s. And then there was all the other ones that came with it. Because I told you, I think before, there was a thing called Rhubarb Rhubarb, which he did, which was completely silent, you know. And, and when I put this on last night, I thought, oh, God, here we go. I'm going to watch the plane. I, I must know this upside down, back to front, you know. And I'm watching, I'm thinking, well, I recognise that bit, but I don't recognise any more of it. I, I remembered the bit with the cat. and the, the, There is a thing here as well, I, I will point out to you, so when when we review comedy, we're gonna, if there's the danger that we're just going to sit here and go, oh, what about that funny bit? Or, oh, that was hilarious. What about that bit? We've got to be careful because... It's yeah. just going to be us just sort of like recounting jokes or visual gags or things like that. But I'm, I'm just intrigued that you've got such a history with it. But then I'm not that surprised. No. Bearing on mind <laughs> your, your, you know, your upbringing, that's, that's your staple, wasn't it? That's what your family actually lived for was this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking online because I've got a funny feeling this may have been theatrically released rather than specifically made for TV. It's got that film quality to it, made by quite a major British company, you know, and it's it's very professionally made. I've got a feeling this was probably shown as part of a double bill with another, you know, major release, possibly a carry-on or something at the time at the cinemas. Yeah, that or Norman Wisdom. A very late Norman Wisdom, one of the colour ones, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Something it, like that. I can see it being like a double bill. Yeah, it's very Norman Wisdom-esque, isn't it? It's um, Extremely. He's probably the only person missing from this. He would have fitted so much into this perfectly. I'll, I'll sit there and think, how great would that have been to have Norman Wisdom on the cast as well? Yeah, 
Yeah. They'd have been fantastic. Missed, and, and missed the trick. instead of the two. Yeah, Tommy the Cooper and Eric's eye would have been yeah. brilliant. For those that, those that don't know, I mean, it is a 45-minute short movie, virtually silent. There is a bit of dialogue, but the way the dialogue is put across, it's it's sort of unnecessary. And yeah, it's 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 sort of a tradition, you know. Obviously, going back to the silent movies of the you know the, the turn of the century. But if you think of things like um, Mr. Bean, yep. worldwide appeal because he he is silent, and this is probably why this was quite so popular at the time because it was accessible to foreign audiences. You look at Benny Hill. A lot of Benny Hill stuff was silent, wasn't it? You know, the old speeded yeah. up music running about. You didn't need any dialogue for him to appeal to worldwide, you know, viewers. That's it. If a good orchestra behind you, that's all you needed. And, and, and this sort of runs on that principle that, yes, there is dialogue, but the actions and, and the way the dialogue is presented, it, it's, it's not necessary. You know what's going on without having... There's, there's no, no long speeches in this. You don't need it. You don't need it at all. Uh, it's it's a Mr. Bean program with chuckle vision silliness. <laughs> God help That's the, <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the post. If there was such a thing, well, if there is such a thing, it's the plank. You know, you've got the stupidness and the clumsiness as in chuckle vision. Yeah. And the silent comedy yeah. with Mr. Bean. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to say anything to make people laugh. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Did it still make you laugh this time round, even though you've seen it a yeah, thousand times? Yeah, of course it does. You can't help but not laugh. Well, I'm, I'm sure you were probably in stitches at some point. I, I wasn't in stitches. Um, <laughs> I did chuckle to myself at a couple of the bits. Do you know what I was really sort of looking at? And I always do this with, with British movies from this era, the late 60s going into the 70s. I was looking at things like The Cars... Yep. The you look at shops. the surroundings yeah. around you and you think, God, I remember that. Changed. Yeah, but I'm old enough to remember those cars or those sort of corner shops or those pubs. You know, yeah. pubs selling Watney's Red Barrel. Where the hell did that disappear to, you know? Or milk floats or those sort of like um, dust carts that we see in there. Kenny Lynch was driving the dust cart. I don't think he's actually in the cast list. Yeah. Jimmy Tarbuck appears in this for literally a second, right? Yep. <laughs> Do you know what Jimmy Tarbuck's fee for this film was? Four bottles of whiskey. Four bottles of whiskey. You've just read it somewhere. Incredible. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Hattie, J- Hattie Jakes is in there for two seconds. Um, yep. Blink and you'll miss them sort of thing. Roy Castle wearing a wig. It's, and as you said, Bill Oddie. A, a very young, beardless Bill Oddie getting beaten up. Um, it, it just seems like films like that... Mm. I don't want to say it because it's American, but the mm. Cannonball Run. Yeah. Smoking the Bandit. Which are like big ensemble pieces. Lots, yeah, lots of different actors in it. It just seems to make it great. And you don't yeah. see them for long. Yeah. You have your two main characters and you just have people in the background flying through. Yeah, cameos oh. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. It really does make it. So at the time, really, that was quite a cutting-edge sort of short film, really. There was yeah. no, no dialogue, lots of different people in it. Yet still really, really funny. Eric Sykes. All within 45 minutes. Yeah, Eric Sykes was sort of on fire at this sort of period in time because he was possibly, you know, the the biggest sort of solo comic at the time. I'm sort of trying to think if there's anybody else. I mean, I know Morecambe and Wise were, were bloody huge at the time, um, but he had a sitcom called Sykes and. and yeah. 
that was with Hattie Jakes, and that eventually just became Sykes in the seventies, which I remember more of the colour versions of it. I remember that. And they yeah, Corky. Um, is it Corky the policeman? Corky. <laughs> it was uh, Derek Guile. Oh yes, yes, Corky. Yes, him. He was also <laughs> in. Was he in Police Sir? He was the caretaker. Derek Guile was the caretaker in Police Sir. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you were impressed there, aren't you? Well it? done. Well done. But this was slightly based on one of the Sykes episodes from the 60s, and it was called Sykes and the Plank. Yeah. And it was just expanded. I don't know why he decided to make it a feature-length thing. Perhaps it was just the money was there, the people were there that wanted to do it. And and as I said, I'm pretty sure this must have been released theatrically. Good to see Tommy Cooper in something that isn't him in his fez doing his magic act. <laughs> He sounded like him chuckling away then. Um, <laughs> Dear. Because Tommy Cooper, what? No, 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 oh. you're, you're right what you say. Oh, because <laughs> Tommy Cooper did appear in, like Frankie Howard appeared in a lot of movies in the 50s and 60s, but we only remember him for the stand-up side of things. Yeah. Jim Dale. Jim Dale was in it. Carry on. He was at his peak of the Carry On movies, Jim Dale, at this point as well. He's still going to this day as well, I do believe. There's not many people left alive, actually, on this list. There isn't, is there? Bill Oddie, <laughs> Jim Dale. And Jimmy uh, Tarbuck, I suppose, must be it. Yeah. Graham Stark, who was the the van driver that was trying to get his hands on the bird, he died last year, year before. That's a bit sort of jarring, actually. A bit rapey. Um <laughs> Oh dear. 60s and 70s sensibilities, totally non PC. There's him like trying to get his hands all over this hitchhiking woman, and it's just, oh, that's a bit, a bit much, you know. But that was it back then. We'll have this conversation over many, many movies as this season progresses. Of, of, Goofy of... were the BBC, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. It'd have been a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it certainly would not be permitted now. And I know that this conversation will be had with every carry-on movie that we review, with with any of the British comedies, because it was staple for them. It was part and parcel of what they were. Yeah. I just thought of another sort of silent, modern silent comedy of that era, perhaps ten years later. Are you a fan of the two Ronnies? Yes. Do you remember, or have you seen... You won't remember, because they were quite old. They did two... You know the the usual pattern of their shows. It was sort of sketch based, and it was them in the um, on the desk doing the news bits, and then the musical number at the end. Yeah, they did a couple of specials. One called the Picnic, and another one called By the Sea. By the Sea rings a bell, but the Picnic doesn't. Right, check them out. I'm pretty sure they're on YouTube. And if you're a fan of this sort of comedy, go and watch them because they're exactly the same. They're silent comedies, but they're sort of stretched out to like thirty, forty minute length little mini features. Right, yeah. And I think there are a couple of possible sort of cameos within them. It's definitely the two Ronnies are the main stars of both of them. Um, and as I said, Rhubarb Rhubarb. You, you weren't aware of Rhubarb Rhubarb, which was the other thing that Eric Sykes did. I think that was late 70s as well. Mm. Did you get a chance to watch that? No, sadly right. I didn't. Okay. But it is on my list to watch. Okay. Didn't Rick Mayle and Aid Edmondson do a silent film? In a very early eighties, silent film. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it had French and Saunders in it as well. Wasn't part of the comic strip presents, was it? It quite possibly was. It oh. was probably about twenty-five, thirty minutes long. 
Yeah, I don't remember a silent one. I'm just quickly looking at Rick Mail's IMDb. Um, or maybe silence. It's more along the lines of, again, the plank. You get a few mumbled bits here and there in it. Oh, really? But there was no real words as such. I'm going to have to have a little look, see if I can find that. I can't see nothing. Nothing is sort of jumping out at me at the moment for that. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to have to look into it myself now. Yeah. Because I know, I know I've definitely watched it. Would you recommend the plank to modern day audiences, to kids, to anybody that hasn't seen it? Yes, yeah, I would. To all, the, all the above. The reason yeah. being mm-hmm. is what you touched on mm. is seeing how different things are now. So, it, just for a slice of sort of nostalgia. Yes. But what about say to someone I don't know, like fourteen, fifteen year old? Are they going to get it? Are they going to find it funny? Um. I don't think a 14, 15-year-old would. They'll think it is really shit, won't they? <laughs> yeah. It's either a child who's going to think that's absolutely hilarious or a more mature adult that can appreciate what it is. Yeah. I think in between, they're just going to think, what the fuck's this? Yeah. What an absolute mess. Is this people hitting each other with fucking planks of wood? <laughs> you know, and everyone's laughing their heads off over it. But yeah, I think younger people again because it comes back to like i said chuckle vision mr bean mr bean yeah they will get it for that reason but the older people for the nostalgia well, side of things you reckon yeah 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 of course i would i do i do it on both sides because i'm still a kid i love chuckle vision still i still watch that i still watch mr bean <laughs> i love rowan atkinson exactly exactly and i like looking back and thinking god you look at it they're on that building site if I ever go on a building site, which I do every now and then, yeah. you've got to have this on, that on, you've got all this safety equipment, but oh, they're walking cool. around smoking, dungarees, flat caps, launching bits of wood. Yeah, yeah. flat caps. <laughs> you know, they're wearing ties, they look, they're smartly dressed. I remember they're not, that. Yeah, they're not Polish. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Totally on PC, exactly like what we're talking about. <laughs> Not a pole in sight on the building site. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with what we're watching next time. <laughs> and now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, Tony, what we're we watching next time? So far. I don't know. <laughs> I was being rhetorical. <laughs> what we're we watching next time, Tony? <laughs> so far, we've had a war movie. We've had yes. British police crime. Get your trousers on your nicked, the Sweeney. We've had Whoa. British comedy greats, you know, all together in one big ensemble piece. We're going to go back to 1970. Oh, I don't think you've seen this. Now, I've seen this a couple of times. I haven't seen it possibly for 20-odd years. It was brought back to my attention a couple of weeks back with, again, we're dwelling on death and doom here, um, the sad death of Roger Moore. It was one of Roger Moore's pre-Bond movies, 1970. It's a thriller. Oh, Directed by a guy called Basil Dearden. Now, Basil Dearden directed a few of the Will Hay movies very early in his career. 
He also directed Dead of Night, which is one of the finest British horrors ever made. Victim, which was a Dirk Bogard movie from the 60s. Um, cartoon with um, Charlton Heston. You know, he's quite a prolific, quite famous director. You and he's mo- got a lovely name, Basil. Oh, it's a nice Basil. name. They don't get many Basils nowadays, do you? No, you don't. Basil's <laughs> great. <laughs> So, in honour of Basil and and, and Rog, um, <laughs> oh, a couple of geezers, you know, from down the pub. Basil, Basil, and Rog are going to be like together. Um, have you heard of this? We're going to be reviewing a film called The Man Who Haunted Himself. No, I've never heard of that. Right, I'm not going to give you the plot. I'm I'm, I'm going to make it a surprise for you because there are a few twists and turns. Um, right. If you can't track it down, I've got a copy here you can borrow. So don't worry too much about trying to find it. Um, I'd love to know your opinion on it and what you think. Right. Okay, so we're going thriller. Bit of mystery. Almost bordering on horror. Almost. This is interesting already because it's a film I don't know. Yeah. Have you IMDB'd it? You having a little look? No, I'm not going to Until, at the moment. Okay, have a little look. Try not to... Uh, Try not to spoil it too much, because I think it will spoil the, the, the surprise that, if you look into I it. I think that's why I'm going to try and stick away from going on the internet until I've watched it. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to know anything about it until I watch it, I okay. think. Okay. So I've... I I can't soil my mind. With, soil um... your mind. <laughs> soil your <laughs> mind with the Real Britannia podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... Soil my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that has been episode three of Real Britannia. Ladies and gents, you can find this and all our other episodes, all other, the two other episodes, on realbritannia.libsyn.com. Emails. Tony mentioned emails. It'd be great to hear some feedback. Realbritannia at gmail.com. Forgot to mention, Tony, we've had a couple of bits of feedback on the plank. I'm just going to jump back onto Facebook because we've also got a Facebook page. Please jump in onto that and, and, and like it and join us in the conversation. Our friend Tom from the Anywhere But Here podcast when he heard we were doing the plank, he jumped in and said, love the plank, I'm looking forward to this. And a former work colleague of mine, Martin, he's actually put for the plank one of my all-time favourite films. Although short in real time, the gags are typical of their time and prove that actions laugh louder than words. Very true, Martin, actually. There you go. He summed it up perfectly. Keep commenting, join the Facebook page, emails, just... just Come and be part of the Real Britannia podcast. We're into episode three. Episode four is going to be with you very soon. Tony, thank you very much indeed for this evening, mate. We'll see you very thank soon. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you soon. Take care. Bon Good luck. Thank you.
helping the British end up, sir. Ha, ha, ha.